Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to another episode of Rich in Spirit, a place where we discuss the agency and aesthetics of our community and also try to get a further understanding of culture, consciousness, and creativity and the role it plays in creating a better world for the people that come after us. I'm your host, Rich, and I have a very special guest with us today. Please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm Hayes, um, but everybody pretty much knows me as Black Hayes. Shout out to Black Hayes. I've been, you know, following you for a long time, and I always felt like the message that, well, not necessarily your message, but what you represented was such a powerful um, beacon for the community. And I just really wanted you to get into a little bit of, uh, of your background, like what got you into your field and what are the things you do? And I'm feeling, I'm feeling the sweatsuit, you know what I mean? Fist up, afros out, you already know the vibes, you know the movement, but just please give us, give us something. Thank you, thank you. Um, so, where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, just a little bit about what I do. I, I consider myself to be a creative entrepreneur, and that's because everything that I have hands on, like, falls under the entrepreneur un- umbrella, But at the same time, I'm a creative. I'm very into, like, photography, creative direction, visuals, all of that. There's a business aspect of me and a creative aspect, and and those both things come together to make me. Um, But as far as Fist Up Afros Out goes, I made it because I went to school um, to be a social worker for my bachelor's and my master's. And, you know, at the end of my master's program, I really realized that traditional social work or just the the traditional framework of like a nine to five wasn't going to work for me. I was, I was heavily into like, you know, the creative scene at that time when I was graduating and I was just like, I want to continue to do that. Like that's what makes me feel good. I have to figure out a way to incorporate that into what I went to school for. Um, and so that's when I started brainstorming and, uh, came up with a, with a few things. I was really supposed to have a brand that had multiple, like, quotes on shirts. It wasn't supposed to just be fist up afros out specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ended up just being that way, just through the universe. And um, here we are. But also, I'm glad that it happened that way, you know, um, because it just allowed me to connect the two. So fist up afros out is metaphoric in a sense that um, I wanted it to mean something that we all could relate to. Um, the goal of Fist Up Afros Out is to be unified in in anything that you do, regardless of, you know, your background, where you come from, um, but also just a way to bring all of our people together through programs, activities, um, different workshops, through clothing, um, whatever it is that we do, We the goal is always to unite our people. That's amazing. It just seems like this community activation type yeah. situation. And I think that's a very powerful sentiment. And the imagery is it's nostalgic, but at the same time, it's still very contemporary. Mm. So I always found the brand to be, you know, exciting. Yeah. Um, I think creative entrepreneurship is definitely something that I wanted to get more into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I feel like it's something relatively um, thriving more so now than it has in the past, oh, yeah. how would you define or how would you describe what creative entrepreneurship is? It's so funny because just three years ago, just four years ago, 
Um, it was not a term. It was not a thing. And I used to feel weird explaining it to people. Uh-huh. Oh, it's well, it's like this and it's like that. But like, I never really had the words to explain it. But nowadays I'm a little bit more comfortable because like you said, it's more representation of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have different versions. The closest thing I used to always compare myself to just on a mainstream level for like a general person to understand, I used to always be like Rihanna. Yeah. This is before she started Fenty. She's, you know, she's doing um, her Diamond Ball, which is a philanthropy based where yeah. she's raising money, but she's also a singer. Um, she was also doing like different fashion shows and things like that. And fast forward to now, you know, she has Fenty. She has an entire brand. She's signed to one of the biggest fashion houses in the world. She's still considered a musician. We still regard her on all these levels, but they still connect into one thing which I would personally classify as creative entrepreneurship if I had to. Um, I recently met somebody that told me that they were in school and they were taking a creative entrepreneurship class, and that shook me. That's crazy. I was shook. I said, wait, what? (laughs) And they said that um, they go to school in Houston. They said that technically it's not a real major, but it's one of those curriculums where you can kind of build your own major. And I was like, that makes sense. But I'm happy that that's becoming a thing. Yes, yes, and yes. And it, it feels good to see. I feel seen, so. Yeah, and I think for a long time, especially in the black community, there's been this thing where, um, you know, our creativity, not necessarily saying it's been suppressed, but it's definitely been owned, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. this idea of creative entrepreneurship is kind of like, you know, branding your own creativity, taking ownership of your own creativity, Absolutely. and also maximizing the um, the capacity of your creativity in this manufacturing in other ways, you oh, know? Yeah. So um, you started off at school, you go into this world of creative entrepreneurship, um, it. I, I know that it's been a wonderful journey, but I can't imagine that it was just all like, no. <laughs> like it was Not just smooth, you know what I mean? So like, what were some of the modes of resistance that you faced in, 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 in your path right now? You know, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Um, COVID-19 was a whole different beast Yeah, for me. And I don't know if we want to start there, but I'll start prior to that. Because what I find is when I speak to other people that are in my position or want to go the same trajectory as me, I like to tell them what I faced in the beginning because I feel like that alone could deter anybody from doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really got to be passionate. And and this, we can cuss on here. Yeah, go ahead. This business shit, <laughs> this, this, it ain't no joke. Like, you really got to be built for it. You're going to yeah. have days where, like, and yo, it's beating my ass today. Like yeah. I'm I'm not a crier. I've never been like an emotional person for my entire life. But I feel like through this business, it's almost like having a baby. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you the ups, the downs, the oh, I lost 10K this month, but I got 30K the next month after. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a constant state of just being up, down, up, down, but still having to keep that poker face of Everything is good. Still having to attend meetings, still having to be present if you're working a nine to five while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that were my struggles of, of like balancing it all. Like, how do I still be in this corporate space and still come home and do what I need to do for my business? And then I had moments where I was just doing this full time. Yeah. And it was like, this is my job. And I felt fulfilled and I was happy emotionally, but like, <laughs> 
my pockets is broke. <laughs> I need some bread. Yeah, I need this money. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I, I would say, like, that was my biggest struggle before COVID, after COVID. Um, you just start, you have more time to just look at your entire business model. You have uh-huh. time to look at the entire environment and, and what it is you're trying to do. Again, I started Fist Up Afros Out with unity in mind. However, it has a social work framework. Yeah. Social work or people in general after COVID is different. Wow. Humans are different. Please get into that because your background is in social work. And then you get into this like community activated creative branding. Yeah. And I see the interwovenness within them. I Mm -hmm. see how they could be interrelated. Like Mm -hmm. what's that relationship like? And explain how it's changed since COVID. Yeah. Uh. So prior to COVID, a lot of what I was doing is uh, like creative events based around just social justice, social entrepreneurship, networking. Um, how can we connect? You know, right now tech is really big. Mm-hmm. Come to my event. There's going to be a lot of people in tech. Connect with them. Mm-hmm. Building a community um, from inside out and just in ways that people our age will want to go to. Yes. You know, fun, fun shit that people want to go to, people want to attend, but there's, there's still that educational piece. That's still, you know, just engraved. Um, I had after school programs and things like that. Um, but now after COVID, I live in Chicago now. And a lot of what I do is is carried over from what I was doing when I was on the East Coast. And I'm learning that after COVID, a lot of the research that they were doing as far as humans and sociology and psychology goes is over with. Yeah. This is a fresh slate. We don't have no research behind a lot of these things. And a lot of people are affected. Um, a lot of how I, I how I find like what programs or activities I'm gonna do is by need, mm-hmm. and and what the community needs, and I'm learning that the needs are completely different after yeah. COVID, and and you have to adjust and you have to pivot, and that makes it difficult sometimes to figure it. We we learning this in real time. That's real. We ain't gonna know what this means until like two years out. So it's like you gotta just move. I think that's I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs could learn from. Just this idea that we are also responders, you yeah. know, like we res- first responders for yes. sure. We respond to activity and yeah. we create and we create based on our commitment again to like enhance the world around us, enhance the environment around mm-hmm. us, no matter what city we live in. Yeah, you know. So like this interplay between like you know um, what you want to do mm-hmm. and what your community calls for you exactly. to do. It's kind of like an always balance. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned something like going from working from a nine to five to and doing your business after the nine to five mm-hmm. to like, okay, now this is my job. Like, yeah. what tools of discipline can we offer somebody who um, needs help, like treating their business like a job, you know? Because yeah. a lot of times we think of um, entrepreneurship is like freedom. Like, oh mm-hmm. yes, I am free. I yeah. am my. I hear I am my own boss. Like, yeah, it just sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. Sounds good. But you're working way harder than you would have worked at a nine to five. <laughs> and because it's yours, you have a little bit more care than you would have had for your boss at mm-hmm. the job. Um, and for me, a lot of discipline had to go into place because. If you know me or if you see me around, you know I'm a free spirit. You know I, I like to be outside. I like to enjoy myself, restaurants here, traveling, this and that. You can't do that when you're funding a lot of what you do out of your own pocket. Yeah. And if you know projected, like, okay, for this next next projected year, I want to do this. and But you, you want to be on world tours. The math is not going to math. And you're going to end up losing this over that. Yeah. So you got to make some real decisions. 
Um, and for me, I had to treat it like a job. Like, okay, Hayes, you're going to wake up, check the emails. You're going to make the calls. You're going to respond. You're going to, like, I had to make a, a to-do list. I had to get into a routine that felt like work. Yeah. I had to, like, frame it like work. I had to, okay, meetings at nine, push, push in, putting shit on the calendar, making it feel like work so it's like you're not completely too free. That's real. That's real. And I and I, I even encourage, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, following before you lead. Yeah. So I think that even having experience working a job can only help you being an entrepreneur because you have to structure. Like, yeah, you're your own boss, but you're also your own employee. And sometimes yeah. you're your only employee. Literally. <laughs> so, like, the weight of the world literally falls you on you. And, like, that discipline is what is going to really, like... um propel you into doing the things you want to do and also budgeting your money. Mm -hmm. Like the biggest problem I had at entrepreneurship is when I started making money, right? Like I realized like, oh, snaps. Like, you know, I did like 50,000 this month. Like, mm -hmm. oh, this is a good month. Yeah. But then I, like you said, you start thinking about, okay, I got a pop-up in LA. Exactly. Coming up. I, I got to pay for the ticket. I got to pay for the tickets. I got to, what is it going to look like? Yeah. What's the installation exactly. going to look like? You know, I got a merch brand line coming out. Like, mm -hmm. dang, like, I need samples. You yeah. know what I mean? All snaps. I hate this sample. Yeah. I just spent $1,000 on it. Right. <laughs> and I ain't getting that shit in two, until two months. And <laughs> then I got to, you know, it's just so much that you have to think about. It is, it is, it is. But at the same time, it's it's definitely worth it once you put all the pieces together because it's like it's like building your first gingerbread house. I never built yeah. a gingerbread house. I did for the first time last year. For real? Yeah. What was and that? The, what was that like? It was it was fire. I was like, I can't believe I didn't do this as a kid. Like every Christmas. You got pictures? I do, but they somewhere on the hard drive. But I definitely nah, got. Nah, you got to find the pictures. We are gonna post a picture. <laughs> a haze. First gingerbread house. <laughs> they was ugly, but they was good. It's gonna be somewhere like right here. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So what about commitment? Like, what, what what's the commitment portion? Um, just a little background about me. Um, Rich in Spirit, the, the name of this show, is inspired by my dissertation work at, um, in the Department of Africology at Temple University, yes. where I talk about rich in spirit, culture, consciousness, and creativity. Mm -hmm. And I speak about having a, conscious, uh, having a consciousness of your culture and a commitment to the success and elevation of your environment it should be the driving motivation behind our creativity, you know. Sure. I want to see people create and be innovative, be inventive, mm -hmm. um, change the world, mm -hmm. you know. But I also understand that we need to do that in a way where we own the means to our own production and manufacturing and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, like, what are some of the things you're committed to? <sighs> That's such a great question. Um, and, and I agree with you as far as, like, when it comes to being committed in general, I feel like there has to be a higher reason, a higher power, a higher, you know, I hear people say, oh, I do it for my kids. I do it for my grandma. I do it. It got to be something that um, is higher than you, because I feel like if not, you're not going to be committed for too, for too long. Um, and so what keeps me committed is exactly what you said. Like my community needs this. I really feel like I was put on, put on this earth to, you know, do that. And so in order to do that, I need to do this. Um, my family, of course, you know, my family, we're from Ghana. You know, we came to America with, with nothing. So it's like, for me, it's like, I can't make that be in vain. I can't make your voyage to this country be in vain. Yeah. Um, and so I just think about, you know, just working hard. And I think about legacy. I think about my kids. I don't have any kids right now, but I think about 
Well, what am I going to pass on to them? What what am I doing now that is going to affect them, whether good or bad? It's going to affect them. And so I think about all of that when I think about being committed and 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 and, and being just driven and, and being consistent and knowing that this is a thing and, and not a phase. And not to say phases are bad because I've had different businesses that have phased out and that's just how the cycle goes. But also the commitment is the same from then to now. That's real. That's real. That's real. Um, you mentioned that you were from Ghana. What's that like? Um, just being uh, a woman of African heritage in America. Like, um, can you explain the yeah. difference? Because I'm always asking you questions about the culture and, yeah. and when you go home and mm-hmm. stuff like that. What are some of the primary differences you see there and here? Um, it's definitely hotter there. Hot. It's cold. It's cold outside right now. Hey. It's definitely hotter there. But also, like, Ghana is, is hard to explain. And that's why I just tell my friends, like, you're going with me this year, just so they, they can see what I'm what what I'm saying. But it's just home, you know, like a lot of what they would describe it to me as. I always like to have my friends who are visiting Ghana tell me what they how they feel about it or how they took it in just so I can also know like okay um they were like we never been nowhere where we still seen billboards with just straight black people yeah like you feel home you feel welcome in Ghana you get off the plane they say akwaba welcome home like you're home now akwaba yeah mm-hmm. um you know like the food is amazing no gmo healthy grows off the tree you feel fresh you feel light um, you getting darker. The sun is just hitting you. Um, but also there's there's the piece of just ec- economics too, right? Like um, in Africa in general, you got to work your ass off because these people came and took our shit. So, we, you know what I'm saying? Entrepreneurship is a thing there. Like, in fact, I think Ghana's ranked one of the top countries for entrepreneurship for uh, women. Yeah. Um, and so you spend all day selling whatever at the market you spend all day at your business whatever your business is or whatever it is that you do is like hustle yeah that's another thing that I would say like just from my heritage it's just like hustle like you have to do this for your kids and your kids kids you have no choice it's not about you you got to get it done um and like I said economically it looks a little different because of course I feel we're definitely way more privileged here we have a lot more resources here but um I think what makes Africa creative in general and and us as black people creative it's because we didn't have resources therefore we know how to make something out of nothing yeah that's real um i always talk about the difference between um success and being rich yeah you know success is access to the basic necessities of life food, mm-hmm. water shelter you know like yeah. if you got food water and shelter for yourself and your loved ones and your friends, and you're able to acquire that, you're able to offer other people the opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. I consider you to be a successful person. Oh, yeah. At the, but at the same time, richness is less material and more materialized. It's more of a manifestation, you know? So just thinking about the immaterial the immaterial resources that we get in our home, yeah, like wherever it's Africa, wherever it's, you know, the inner city of mm-hmm. D.C. or wherever, yeah. or the inner city of Chicago, wherever you're from, you know yeah. what I mean? Like... 
and those immature those immaterial resources those intangible things that yeah. we garner in those communities when we manifest those things into the material world i think it just creates like this richness for the next generation to, for sure. uh, to adopt you know yeah. what i mean like i want to see billboards here yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know like but i also want to see billboards here sponsored by by not only with not just black faces on them but with also um, black businesses behind them, you mm-hmm. know, like pushing the agenda of positive self image, self yeah. imaging. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that's the big thing for me. You know, yeah. what's the next step for you? Um, next step for me, <laughs> greatness. But <laughs> hey, 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 hey. outside that of that, that was the last step and the next step. You feel me? Okay. <laughs> Back and forth. You already know. Um, so I am I'm based in Chicago now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm no longer in the DMV. So a, a lot of my next steps will revolve around just being adjusted into a new city. Mm-hmm. Um, and still just being able to be flexible enough to be where I need to be. If I'm in, I gotta be in Atlanta for a week. If I gotta be in LA for a week. Um, I just want to just. Be rooted again. I feel like COVID not, got me not rooted no more. I want to be rooted again um, before I can, like, really sprout. What, what allows you to be... Um what allows you to be so dynamic in so many different scenes? Wherever it be Ghana, the DMV, LA, Atlanta, Chicago. What allows... What about you that allows you to be still the equally as dynamic in all these places and thrive? You know, what I learned just in life in general is that it's not it's not always ever about, like, your education or what you know or what you look like or pretty girl privilege or any of that. It's always about who you know. Yeah. It's always about who you know. And I, I feel like I learned that at a, at a younger age. Um, and I've... Pretty much any opportunity that I've gotten has been because I've veered off to travel or to meet people or to be in, in the certain rooms or right places at the right time because I know, like, this is what I have to do to, to elevate myself and to move up. And that's the key. And in order to bring my community up and bring my people up, I have to do that. I have to veer off. You know, we're not going to grow if we don't meet new people and go new places and things like that. So. I make it a priority, you know, and I think that I'm myself no matter where I go, whether I'm in, I'm home in Ghana, whether I'm here, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm me and I feel like people read that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's going to be that no matter where I'm at. That sounds twofold then because it's not just who you know, but it's who you are. Yeah, who you are for sure. You know what I mean? Like who you are. You can't fake who you are. Nah. You know, you can't fake who you are. And when people feel that authenticity which is another real foundational tenet for me. Mm-hmm. Like just that authenticity. Like I am who I am. I yeah. am I am who I say I am and I am who you think I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? For like, sure. Whatever it is you think, I'm that. I am that. Yeah. I, I am that and so much more, you know, and in combination with who you know because mm-hmm. you're like they say, your vibe attracts your tribe type situation. I you like know? That. I like that. Yeah, Fendi. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm real big on that. Like your vibrations is gonna attract the right type of energy back to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? What you put out into the world is going to come back mm-hmm. tenfold, you know? So, like, I think that is definitely a big tool because I find that with myself. Like, yeah. if I'm in L.A. and I just so happen to be with this person or that person or that mm-hmm. person, it's like, how the, how in the hell did I even meet you? Like, I swear. <laughs> I swear. Like, people be like, damn, hey, you know everybody. And, like, that don't, that, that doesn't flatter me because I, I do understand that 
people feel like your proximity to a celebrity or your proximity to a certain person also just optic wise makes you look like you up there with them too. But for me, it's just like, this is just, I'm just updating the Rolodex. Like I need, I need to meet people to get where I'm going. Facts. Your network determine your network. Yeah. And then oddly enough, once you do start putting yourself out there, you're going to find that the people that you need to know, know somebody that you already have connected with, you know? Man. And that's, that's what, that's what, that's the fruit of your labor. You know, like that's something that cannot be understated. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from me and Hayes, we just telling everybody like, get out there. Yeah. Talk to somebody. Got to. Be friendly, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not always what you know, it's who you know and who you are. Yeah. (laughs) Even on the socials, you know, like, I don't know, social media got a, a culture where it's like, if I don't know you, I'm not supposed to talk to you. I'm a creep if I don't know you. And, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, like it's called social media for a reason. Be social, talk to people, interact with people. You know, if if you got time to comment back on on the pictures that people compliment you on, comment back. If you want Twitter and somebody tweet and you just never respond, the culture is going to be like, yeah, she got a bunch of followers, but like she don't be interacting with us or she Hollywood or she follow 10 million people, but she only follow one person back. Like you don't want that to be your thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You don't want to like, be an algorithm baby. You don't want to be an algorithm baby. <laughs> you know, that's my personal, like show love. People yeah. taking out that time. Like I'm different on social media. Like I have, I have various social medias. Like I have my social medias. That's for business. That's all for like you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. but then I have my personal social media page, and I know everybody yeah. that I follow. Like, yeah. and I, everybody that follows me, like I kind of need to know you. Yeah. Like, and if I don't need to know you, I need to get to know you. What's up? Yeah. Hey, yeah. what's what's up? Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know what? Because that's just like we like we we go farther. First of all, the world is the people try to make the world a small place, but the world is a very big place. The world is a very, 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 very big place. But it's through the people that we know and the people that we connect with that makes the world smaller. smaller you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I won't even say smaller; I'll say familiar. Yeah. But they, the, but the root word of familiarity is family. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, exactly. so I'm always trying to vibe and build and connect with people, just so that I take you away from that stranger, that stranger danger level. Mm-hmm. You know, because. Mm-hmm. Where I'm from, we taught not to trust people we don't know. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So let's make this less strange right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, not facts. Like, what's, what's popping? What's up? How yeah. you doing? And you know, it. and again, though, we men and women, we do need to stop being creepy, though. Yeah. I do need less <laughs> creepiness on the socials. like <laughs> And in person. Like, if you see Rich out and you know you follow him, you comment on everything, y'all talk on socials, and you see this man out and you don't say hello... Stop being weird to me. Stop being weird to him. You feel me? Like, it's all love. Like, it's yeah. all love. Like, if I didn't want to connect with people, I wouldn't put myself out there in yeah. the first place. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Like, I could very easily... Um, it's this it's this crazy story from Cameron that I always love, right? And he's at some type of event, and somebody walking up to him like, yo, 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 bro, 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 man. I'm trying to get signed. I want to be a rapper. And he like, why are you talking to me? Kevin Lyles right there. <laughs> like, but everybody knew Cameron, but mm-hmm. nobody knew Kevin, Kevin Lyles, exactly. the, guy, the guy who signs everybody. Got to know the behind the scenes. You know, so like, you could very easily choose the route where nobody knows just to know you who mm-hmm. you are and know your name. 
But if you are a creative entrepreneur, if you are um, a creative period, if you are somebody who's putting yourself out there and trying to get positive, good energy back, then it's very important that you are approachable. And it's very important that other people are comfortable approaching you. You know what I mean? But come with love, though. Come with love always, (laughs) man. You come with love with me, you always going to get love back. That's a Fendi. That's a Fendi. That's a Fendi. Love is always reciprocated. Reciprocity is definitely a key virtue. Oh, yeah. Um, at the Rich and Spirit show, you know, like, and that's one thing you're going to see with pretty much all of our guests is that when I say that these people really carry a spirit with them that that is not only motivational, but it's inspiring to other people because it illuminates and shows us how we can really maneuver in this world together. Like, Mm -hmm. all puzzle pieces don't look the same. Absolutely. You know, like, they're all categorically different. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we understand that through that organizing principle, we all can fit on this board. On the bigger picture. (laughs) On the bigger picture. We can all fit on this board in the same way if we just try to figure out the ways that we complement one another, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we're meant to be complementary. And sometimes competition gets in the way of that, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, wherever it's whatever, like, uh, I want to see all of the creative entrepreneurs start working more together and things oh, yeah. like that, collaboration mm-hmm. and things like that. Because in the end, at the end of the day, we just end up creating a, a better space for both of us to maneuver, you know? Yeah. Like, when you, when you do good, I do good. Yes. When we do good, it's good. Yes. For the family, like for the the bigger family. For the if bigger you understand family. what I'm saying, like, and that's that's my thing. Like, I sometimes I get when people have because they say you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. So I get when people are sometimes on that individual tip, but at the same time, like, I you gotta just keep the bigger picture in mind. You that's know. True. And your cup not empty. Your cup not empty. Your cup not empty. You have spirit. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it's there. Like you were born with the energy that you need. We were born given all of the things, all of the energy, all of the talents. We were already vested with all of that. Every every blessing that exists in the world was already there and predetermined for us. And it takes away from the blessings of nobody else. Absolutely. Like our blessings are reserved for us. Yeah. We just have to locate and acquire those blessings. That's it. What's yours is yours. And it's already written. Yes. Like it's written already. Everything you're going to do is written down already. Yes. Just do it. Just go out for it. Go do it, you know. But, you know, we definitely, 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 definitely the happy to have you here with us, Yay. talking with us, you know, we definitely need to sit down and converse again. Oh, yes. I definitely want to thank you for being a very, 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 very special guest on the Rich Broadcast Network for our show, Rich in Spirit. I just want to remind everybody that agency is so important. You have the power to change the world and the environment around you. You do not only have to experience phenomenon, you can alter phenomena. And we just want to motivate everyone to just be your most innovative, inventive, and creative selves. And with that being said, I'm your host, Rich, and we have our special guest, Black Hayes. Please connect with her on all her socials and stay in tune, you know. Fist up, Afro's out. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. You already know, man. So... Have a good one, everybody. Thank you.